Uh, and this morning, I'm saying that the government are finally taking some steps to actively encourage parents to get their children vaccinated. Now, the Health Minister, Simon Harris, has called for cross-party support for a motion which aims to increase the uptake of vaccines in Ireland. And the motion comes after cases of measles, measles in Ireland rose by over 200% between 2017 and 2018. Now, I don't want to scare you because that's still not a huge amount of people, but it's still 200% more than we had, which is a trend that scientists have blamed on misinformation around the MMR vaccine. Concerted campaigns to raise awareness of the safeness of eff- and effectiveness of the HPV vaccine, for example, have been launched after uptake rates plummeted due to misinformation around the supposed size of side effects. And last September, the HSE confirmed that the provisional uptake rate for the HPV now stood at 70%, an increase of 20 percentage points in the previous year, thanks to the campaigns that they've championed. Harris previously said he requested legal advice from the Attorney General in relation to making vaccines mandatory. Now, I think this is an education, obviously. His doll motion calls on TDs to champion and advocate for increased uptake of childhood vaccines and HPV across communities. Uh, it notes that the vaccination is one of the most successful health interventions of all time. And the motion also states that as a result of vaccine hesitancy and reductions in the uptake, outbreaks have occurred in many countries around the world, including Ireland, by the way, and the children's health has been adversely affected. It calls on the adults to support childhood immunisation programmes and actions to strengthen dialogue with citizens. It also calls for the establishment of a vaccine alliance of healthcare workers, policymakers, patient advocates, parents and educators, which would ensure that accurate, evidence-based and consistent messages about vaccines are spread, understood and acted upon. In a statement, he said one of the greatest threats to public health and the health service uh, is working extremely hard to counter the myths spread about vaccines and the increase in the uptake rates. Harris says the motion so far has the support of Sinn Féin, Labour, Green Party, Independent for Change. And today he says, I want, or, and today I want to know what you think of mandatory vaccinations. I mean, he has already looked into the legalities of it, and I think it's only a matter of time before it happens. The best way to do it, according to all, would be to make it mandatory for children going to creches and schools. I mean, we wouldn't put a dog into a kennel without it having its uh, uh, shots. You're not allowed to put a dog into a kennel without its shots. Why would you, and some, by the way, some creches do ask for vaccination cards. Some creches will ask for vaccination cards, unless your child is one of those children who can't be vaccinated. And there are some children, for whatever immune problems they have or underlying conditions they have, who can't be vaccinated. And for, th- for that reason, we have to keep what they call the herd immunity up. Otherwise, those children become vulnerable as well. Now, there would be exceptions, obviously, for those children. But I want to know, should vaccinations be mandatory for all children to get into a creche or a school? Yes. I'm going to put my cards at the table and say, yes, they should be. Unless you have some sort of condition whereby you can prove you, you can't get them. Let me know what you think. Uh, the number is 0871880008. WhatsApp or text us. Uh, Michael, you're on Classic Kids. How you doing, Michael? Hi, how's it going, now? Good. Michael, you would agree with mandatory vaccinations? Absolutely. I absolutely agree with everything you just said, especially the last part mm. where you were saying that you're going to put your cards on the table and say yes, unless you can prove absolutely otherwise that you shouldn't. And so, I mean, the, there is no um, question about it. We're seeing an increase in children being homeschooled by those who are anti-vaccination because, you know, of this for this very reason. But I personally believe they're denying their children an education. I couldn't agree with you more. You know, which is like uh, sad. Like, 
the people that are giving our children these educations have gone to college and have gotten all the qualifications they need to raise our children in schools and in creches and give them the education they need to go forward. Unless you've gotten that, I think homeschooling is not something that you should be thinking about doing. Well, particularly my parents who are anti-vaccination because the very fact that... Especially because I I think they're not the most qualified people on the planet to be raising their kids if that's the way they're going to be raising them. Now, I'm not trying to pick a row with anybody. I think every parent has a choice and it's entirely up to the parents to make that choice themselves. But I think if they're denying their kids vaccinations, they're making the wrong choice. I Actually, the, 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 the funniest, when I say funny on one sense, but very serious uh, on another sense, I saw the other day on Twitter, a person who was anti-vax then turned out to be, uh, they obviously, be, a lot of these believe in the other sort of conspiracies as well. He was anti-chemtrail, and I said, why? And he said, because chemtrails are spraying products which are making the frogs gay. And I went... Oh. Oh, God almighty. I, I, I actually thought it was hilariously funny but that, that somebody just, would be so stupid to even think that was true. That, does, that, that, does that not just highlight your point about misinformation? Mm. It's criminal in this country at the moment mm-hmm. in regards to a lot of stuff. But as regards vaccinations especially, I think. Yeah, I mean, I, I would completely agree. Now, we did talk about the HPV the other day. Is it going too far? Now, I don't know, you know whether legally he'll be allowed to do this or not, because in our Constitution it says that every child in the country or in the state has a right to an education. So he's, he's asked the Attorney General where he stands on this legislation. But do you believe it would be the right thing to do to make it mandatory? This is the problem you're saying to people, and then you're not giving people a choice anymore. Even if somebody's making the wrong choice, it is their choice as a parent. That's, I'm only giving you their argument, Michael. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I personally, I think it should be mandatory, yes. Now, I understand that you're saying that it, it somewhat takes away from the choice of the parent, but I think if you're looking at protecting our children in the long run going forward, mm-hmm. these are the, the children that are going to be running the country in the future. Yeah. We want them to have the right information. We want them to be raised properly. So, yeah, I do think it should be mandatory. Right, well, stay there for a second, because uh, Anne, or is it Annie? Sorry, Annie. Is it Anne? Hello, Anne. Oh, she's dropped. Barbara, you're on Classic Kids. Go ahead, Barbara. Hi. How you doing? Barbara, do you believe they should be mandatory in schools? Definitely. But you know it's not going to happen. You know that yourself. I mean, there'll be too many court cases. There'll be every parent, every parent be saying the rights for guardianship would be taken away from them. But I think it's regards with life or death. Yeah, definitely. You know, protection. What do you say to parents who, you know, who are adamant that I, I have, as far as they're concerned, they know better, they don't want to vaccinate their children, and who are you to tell me that I have to vaccinate my kids? Well, I hate, I'm sorry to cut across, but I hate to say this, but okay. like, what's it going to take? Is it going to take for one of their children to get so sick that they have to spend vast amounts of time and money in a hospital for something that they could have avoided by getting a vaccination to start with? Yeah, I, I mean, I'm is, not, is that what it's going to take? Well, pre-1971, and I can only look at America in some sense because they have the statistics there, right? And it's a bigger sample size as well. All right. So if I take America, for example, pre-1971 before the vaccine, up to that point per year, 500,000 people died per year of, of measles. 500,000. After, after the vaccination came in, uh, 10 years after the vaccination came in, in 1971, when it was first introduced, it's down to 63 deaths per year. Yep. Do you know what, Niall? So he saved a half a million people in America alone every year. That's crazy, Barbara. And why would somebody not want that? Yeah, I mean, common sense just goes out the window when it comes to people. You know, I mean, I, I, I mean, you know, it's just gay mongrels, and that's 
how the the PHV vaccinations went down because people were a lot were going on these sites and you know what I mean. The thank God is coming up because people are getting sent because they can't they can't see the scientific. You know what I mean that none of these things are true. It's only the fact is a person has an underlying. I mean, I, I mean, you're right. The, the HIV vaccine dropped down to fifty percent, and I could like use that. the words thankfully, but I'm not. Of course, the cervical cancer scandal happened after that. And in some sense, the only good thing that came out of that whole scandal was it drew attention to the fact that women are dying because of cervical cancer and there's a way to prevent that from happening. So I I, I certainly think from that point of view, if anything good came out of that whole scandal and sadly the deaths of those women, that's one thing that did come out of it is it increased that uh, by by 20%. Because people started to think, um, I don't want my daughter to die. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. You know, you know, and, and why would we not p- protect our kids against diseases? diseases? It's the exact same thing, like. Yeah. From day one, from day one, when babies need to be inoculated against things, they should be done. They shouldn't be able to go into crashes and pass on things mm-hmm. that could happen to them, to other children, because we're not, I mean, you get your child done, it's not 100%. Someone else could come along that haven't had that child done and still pass it on to your child. Well, just let me, well, let me let me just go to Anne. I think she's back there. Annie, are you back? Sorry. Yes, I am. Is yes. it Annie or Anne? Sorry, I apologise. Anne. Anne. You're unsure about mandatory vaccinations. Why, why I, are you I unsure? Am, I, I'm on defence now with this, I have to say. And, and obviously the measles virus itself has changed completely. What I had the, my babies all had measles. Six. Well, it's one of them now. But it must have definitely changed. Why does it change? Well, if it's killing people. It still is killing people. I mean, that's what I'm saying. If it's killing people, it obviously changed the virus itself. No, what do you mean? No. I didn't kill any of my kids or all kids around at the time. Yeah, a lot of a lot of kids, a lot of kids a lot of kids got measles at the time when I was young. But yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. So the thing itself must have changed the actual virus. No, it didn't change. What's what? I don't I don't get what you're trying to say. Yeah, and it wasn't killing. It was killing people then. You just didn't kill your kids, thankfully. I don't believe that it was because we would have known about well, it. I don't believe we, we did it know about it. There was in America alone, five hundred thousand people per year died of it. And then in back in, before nineteen seventy, this is before nineteen seventy one when the vaccination came along. And what's the population of America? Three hundred million, over three hundred million. Why are you talking about five hundred thousand? Because we don't have the statistics for Ireland. That people are dropping. So I'm always a different virus in Ireland than it was in America, was it? I'm on defence with this. No, no, you're, you're talking now, though, Anne. If you, if you want to come on and talk about this, let's have you know, let's have factual here. Before the virus or the vaccine was introduced in 1971, and children were getting measles, they were dying. One that got the vaccine, one child. But hang on, I'm just saying, people were dying of measles. What are you talking about? No, well, well, how come we didn't know anything about it? You might have known nothing about it. Everybody else did. I'm and sorry if you didn't know and didn't, you didn't get the memo on that one, Anne. I apologise. Oh, sorry. I was well. I mean, I was well in the world at that time. Well, you clearly and weren't if you didn't know people were dying of measles. That was a known thing when children got measles, how you looked after them. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and I, thankfully, I, thankfully, the majority of people who get measles don't die. But sadly, many do. Well, I haven't heard the thing about that in my I mean, so, no, well, I mean, as far as you're concerned, no one in Ireland died of the measles, no? I'm not saying nobody died. You're you've just said that to me. You've just said a minute died. ago to I me. Yeah. You've just told me a minute ago. As far as I'm concerned, no one died of the measles in Ireland. Well, are you talking about what I'm talking about when my kids were young? Yes. Well, I heard amazing, amazing. 
I heard nothing about that. Did you not? Okay, well, I'll, I'll inform you now. I, I'm, I'm a little bit late, maybe, to the table, but I'll inform you now, Anne. Loads of people died. When your kids were young, loads of children died of the measles. I don't believe you for a minute. Get me the statistics on it. Oh, my God. Anyway, if people want to get their children vaccinated, that's entirely up to them. If it's mandatory, well, then they'll have to. That's the way I look Before at it. Before why... I'm going to read something out to you here, by the way, just in, just in case you're interested, Dan, but of course you probably know better. Before widespread use of the vaccine, measles led to more than 2 million deaths per year. That's according to the World Health Organization. Oh, no, Ireland was exempt from the deaths. We had a special country here. We were exempt from it. Uh, vaccinations resulted in an 80% drop worldwide of measles deaths between 2000 and 2017. Around the globe, measles infections were responsible for 110,000 deaths in 2017. So it's still, to this day, people die. No, this is... Are you listening to what I'm saying? It's since the vaccination came along. Before the vaccination came along, there were 2 million deaths per year. Per year. In the world? Yes, from measles. Out of billions. Out of billions. I don't want my child to be one of the 21 million or one of the 2 million per year. Do you no, want your child? Insane. Oh, but they didn't the die. I'm sorry. And I, there's, there's a little PS here from the World Health Organization. PS, nobody died in Ireland. It was a special country. So I didn't see that bit. I didn't see that either, no, but I'm not absolutely amazed. Are you? You're saying that people were dying when my kids were small because definitely heard nothing about it. An average of seven children died uh, from measles in Ireland every year. Many? Seven. Seven? Yeah. Even in the 1970s. And what's their population? Jesus Christ. If there was millions dying... What difference does it make what the population is? The conversation anyway is about... What difference... Yeah, but, what, I, but the rubbish you're coming out with, Anne, is unbelievable. What difference does it make about the population? Who cares? I don't want my children... If it was only three people that died, I don't want my children to be one of them. I, I'm talking from experience. If, if the, you're talking about it being mandatory, that's what the conversation is supposed to be about. Uh, let me just go to uh, Patrick here on Classic Kids. How are you doing, Patrick? How are you, Noel? Uh, Patrick, uh, now we could have a debate about mandatory vaccinations, but the, the, I'm not going to have a debate today about the benefits of vaccines because I believe they are beneficial to mankind. Yeah, I'm definitely not going to debate that. Um, but I just couldn't help but kind of uh, pick out when you were... Look, I listened to your debate last week as well. on About on HPV, the, yeah. Yeah, and, and I'm, not, I'm, not in, I'm not in any way disagreeing that vaccinations are... Um, dare I say, even essential for uh, society today. And the benefits are, you know, the re- I believe the research, that's what I'm saying. But, like, I just noticed that you seem to say that anti-vaxxers uh, are dumbasses and idiots. And I think... Well, many just, of them are. Well, I think it's I can think of one or two off the top of my head who would be notorious oh, on Twitter, I understand which are that. mental cases. But, I, 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 but I, look, I, I think it's just a little bit one-dimensional to say that... It's when, okay to question it. That's it's fine. Okay to, yeah, but you see, I, I'm just, and I'm not an anti-vaxxer, and I, I do believe that you know vaccinations are required in order for society to to develop and things like that. But well, see, I was like you, Patrick. I, you know, going back about say ten years ago, I would have seen something and a documentary. Went, oh gosh, like vaccinations do this. I'll go on, oh, really? Really? God. And I'd be intrigued by it. I'd go off and read about it, and then I'd go to reputable sites and I'd find out the actual information and go, ah, yeah. Except, except we're living in a time, sorry if I can cut in, but we're living in a time of 
overload of information and misinformation and I know it's kind of contradictory to say that because there's a lot of misinformation around anti-vaccinations and there is and absolutely and it's dangerous I agree but I'm saying can you really blame people for being sort of worried about what they're being told and when they're no, you I, don't man- I don't blame you, them I don't blame you I don't blame people man- being sceptical I don't blame exactly. them being sceptical if you have mandatory vaccinations I have a very strong urge to think that people are worried about their uh, freedom of choice being taken away from them and possibly for some hidden agenda. Now, I'm going to sound like a conspiracy theorist, <laughs> but that's not what I believe. That's not what I believe. It's all right, as long as you don't use the word big pharma, you'll escape. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, this is, but this is the world we're living in where like people are, you know, uh, they latch on to conspiracy theorists because they're worried about the, the okay, so propaganda. Why, why, okay, so it's not that you're anti-vax, but you do believe that ultimate choice and right must remain with a parent. Is that what you're saying to me? I guess so, but not that I think that like, I personally believe in this specific situation that mandatory vaccinations would help society. But I just think that there should be some understanding around why people are f- afraid to make it mandatory because, you know, you know they're, they're worried that maybe there's some hidden agenda and there could be conspiracy theories. And I can understand why the, the, the anti-vaccination uh, uh, brigade are there. And I don't think they're idiots. I think they're actually people who are anxious. Some of them are quite intelligent but just misinformed, but some of them are idiots. You know, I mean, as I said to you, there was one quite prominent one who came up with this notion, uh, which I only spotted over the weekend, that, and, you know, he was talking about anti-vax, and they went on to talk about chemtrails spraying stuff from the sky that was making the frogs gay. And I thought this is the funniest thing I've ever read. Uh, but, I know. I know. Well, say there, because Mary, you're a classic kid. Say to Mary. Good afternoon, Ed. How are you? Mary, I mean, I understand what Patrick is saying, that maybe it's going too far to make it mandatory that you're taking that choice away from the parents, or is it in the best interest of everybody that we make it mandatory in schools? Well, there's a lot of ways of looking at that. Um, I personally believe that there, there is a, a good suggestion why it should be mandatory. For example, I've worked with animals most of my life. I'm horses, dogs and cats. None of those can be travelled without vaccinations. Yeah, you can't, put your, you can't put your dog in a kennel without uh, vaccinations. Exactly, yeah. that's my point, because you're protecting all the other animals. Now, even if that wasn't the case and we, we had the choice of vaccinations or didn't have to do it, there's always the percentage of silent car- carriers and the silent carriers can do more damage. Mm-hmm. So there, we have to look at it, whether the benefits outweigh the drawbacks. Um, my heart, I, I, I'm from Clare, um, I knew Laura Brennan and my heart went out to her, which for her dying breath she kept. She did, she did wonders for the campaign. She, yeah. And Absolutely. Because of her, there are so many people that have opened their an eyes. Extra 20%, an extra 20% of people, uh, young girls now get vaccinated because of her and her campaign and what, sadly what her death did for that campaign. But unfortunately, whether you're vaccinated or not, there will always be a percentage that will have an adverse reaction, whether it's paracetamol or whether it's a vaccination. But I think the biggest problem we have is people do not like being told what to do or what yeah. they have to do. And that is what they're yes. rebelling against. And that's the problem. And that's, that's the, you're spot on. Yeah, people, when people feel like they're being dictated to By an any state or something like that. And yeah. it, exactly. Now you have it. And it could be anything. This is just one thing. And unfortunately, in this situation, the drawback is that this is actually a life and death matter. And that's really exactly. unfortunate. But you, you go across the board, Noel, go across the board with any situation where the government tells this is the way it has to be. And tough, you know, it doesn't matter what you think. People don't like that. And that's. 
Oh, sorry, sorry, but like, yeah. it's anti-vaxxers this time next year, it'll be something else. And that's just the world we live in. And okay, well do, well, do me a favor. If you can hang around, I've got to go to news because I'm running a bit late here today. Mary, what do you say to people who believe you're taking away some sort of civil right from them? Well, how does your civil right affect when your child is dying? Well, this is it. Because you it? chose not to do it. I have one, just one example here. I have a friend of mine, I'm going to call her Eve. She was diagnosed last year with cervical cancer and it was only because her daughter fought for her to get get checked. Mm-hmm. Now, she has survived, but the complications to her life from surviving that, from the treatment, she's crippled and she will never be the same person again. So as much as she survived the cancer, she has lost so much in fighting this disease for something that could be preventable. And the same you goes, and, and, and I specifically, because I did talk about HPV a lot the other day, and I completely agree with you in relation to that as well in secondary schools. But also for, from that, you can the MMR for childhood vaccinations. will end up deaf, dumb or blind because they come across somebody that chose not to vaccinate their child. Mm-hmm. So why should somebody else's child suffer because of that? We live in a world where there, we're multicultural. There is so much international travel. So we could be traveling the world, bringing it here, there and yonder. There is a reason for herd immunization, but the bottom line is we won't do it because we don't like being told what to do. We'll take the taxes, we'll take the crippling life we're, take, we're being given by the government, but because we're told now we need to vaccinate, we'll go, oh, no, no, no. But we took every other thing they threw at us. Oh, we we'll, 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 we'll stay there because I want to go to James as well. Stay there, please, Mary. James, you're on Classic Kids. How are you doing, James? How are you doing, now? How are you? You think it's a bit nanny state? No, I was saying that while I kind of, I sort of agree in principle with the idea that it's a, it's a sort of a nanny state, we have plenty of examples of where we have the government kind of coming in and telling us what to do, and we do take it. I mean, the most yeah, recent yeah. example that, in my memory that I can think of is the smoking ban in pubs. You know, how, how long were we kicking up a stink about that for back in, what was it, 2000, 2001? Mm-hmm. And now, and what what's happened now? Nothing, but, you know. Country has yeah, the, the sky didn't fall in, yes. Exactly. You know, and I, I remember I was on the radio doing a talk show like this when they were bringing in the smoking ban. And, oh, gosh, they, the smokers were going barmy. And, <laughs> and yes, you know, they were talking about fines and how much they were going to fine people. I don't think anybody has ever been fined for smoking in a pub or a bar or restaurant because we kind of just took to it. You know what I mean? Yeah. We, we were okay about it in the end, and, and you're right, the sky didn't fall in. Yeah, yeah so there's, there's, there's examples of, yeah, everyone might be kicking up this thing now about saying, oh, here's the government coming in again, you know, taking away our rights and so forth. But the fact is that, you know, it's happened before, and nothing's nothing bad. Well, we do, I mean, we do give them, when we vote for a government, and when we have the very fact that we live in a democracy and we vote for a government, we do give them the power, whether we like it sometimes or not, to bring in legislation, to bring in laws, to protect us. And, you know, and you mentioned, of course, to, to my research in relation to seatbelts and other stuff like that. I mean, and yes, we brought in legislation around seatbelts because you're protecting other people in the car as well as yourself. I've never saw the reason, by the way, for mandatory helmets on motorbikes because you're only going to kill yourself. But anyway, that's beside the point. Uh, but this is to protect other people and not just you. So I, I can understand the reason for it. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, and yeah. you know, we can, you know, I don't want, I don't want to really go into the eff- efficacy of vaccines because that's just a whole other, mm. that's just a whole other argument that you know I'm not really willing to have today. I'm, I'm just, just to be clear, I am for vaccines, massively for vaccines, but yeah, just. I think it's important people educate themselves. 
Exactly. Having, and they look up the information before you vaccinate your child and you have a good chat with your local GP or the person administering the vaccination uh, to find out what effect it could have on your child. I mean, yes, you can have, you know, local side effects. You can have uh, children collapse sometimes when they get vaccines. They can be a little bit unwell afterwards. Uh, you know, they can get temperatures and things like that. These are all kind of common side effects. But when we look at the benefits in relation to the negatives of vaccines, it certainly outweighs it. But I, I yep. can't understand why people are so so adamant. It's only because they're told they have to do it. Like when I worked with the animals, we went, we we toured quite a lot internationally, whether it was horses or dogs, and nobody batted an eyelid when we were told, "Oh, to go here you have to have this," "Oh, to go there you have to have this," and all our paperwork is checked, and we get on with it. But when it comes to human life, we argue about it. You will always have a percentage that will be sick or will have a negative drawback or or a severe unfortunate reaction. You've got children babies that died from somebody that kissed them with a cold sore. You've got kids that have had severe reactions to paracetamol. Why aren't we campaigning to remove this from the market or that from the market? It just doesn't make I've never, sense. Do you know what? I've never heard anybody campaigning against dog vaccines, ever. Exactly. I mean, we have Parvo and, and all the other vaccines we give to dogs. And nobody's ever campaigned against them. You'll get people on now going, oh, but they're animals. But the point is you have to have them to travel. Well, they claim they love their dogs as much as their children, you know, so I mean. (laughs) Exactly, yeah. So which is it? You either value the life or you don't. And it's a sad reflection that you will always have a small percentage that will have a negative or adverse reaction. Yeah, but that's... And just in tying into that, that's that's why the, the high vaccination rates are needed, you know, for herd yeah. immunity. Because, you know, like, the, the Earth is just a giant Petri dish for disease oh, yeah. and bacteria. Especially with the amount so, of travel we have. I've never I heard agree, it described yeah. more accurately before, by the way. Can I just it's say perfect, the, yeah. the Earth is a giant Petri dish? It certainly is. I mean, I mean you, when you look at the biggest killer in the world, actually, but surprisingly enough, is actually malaria. Uh, and uh, that is one of the biggest killers in the world today. And the, the reason for that is for exactly that reason, because obviously these flies pick up bacteria uh, exactly. and they spread it. That's exactly why we die from it. But stay there for a second. Let me just go to Bernie, if I can. Bernie, you're on Classic Kids. How are you doing, Bernie? Hi, Niall. How are you? Um, yeah, I totally agree that moving forward from, you know, all the, you know, terrible stories and disasters about not getting your child vaccinated, we should move forward and everybody should be vaccinated. And it should be a proper program enforced, and you know, from birth on. Because um, I was, my children were born in the 80s and it was an awful lot of negativity around vaccines and, mm-hmm. you know, everything like that. It wasn't allowed to. But I think know, the biggest negativity came to, uh, about 10 years ago when Andrew Wakefield put out those papers, which were later withdrawn and he was later discredited as a doctor, um, suggesting that, you know, the MMR had, had some connection to autism, which was completely untrue. Yeah, I mean, yeah but you, some people that took that as gospel and that was the problem. Mm, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was the problem. But Bernie, you don't believe it's possible to make it mandatory? Um, I think it, I think we can introduce it in in from you know from now on from 2019 that it is mandatory. Mm-hmm. I think we have to we have to be cognizant of all our children and their health and you know there's so many today and they're going into crashes and places that they're not being minded at home anymore. It's now they're all out in the arena because parents have to work. And what do you, you know? say to parents to say, you know, Bernie, okay, that's fine for you, that's fine, you know, for Mary that's on the line and James, but I don't want my child vaccinated because of X, Y, Z. I read this on the internet. I'm a parent, I'm intelligent, and it's my choice, it's my child. Well, if you well, can access the inter- negativity, or if you're accessing negativity, negative comments on the internet, you're also able to access positive outcomes. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there is a small percentage of children who are born with very severe 
autoimmune, you know, diseases that um, cancers, you know, and things that they happen. They can't get vaccinated, birth, yeah. And they can't get vaccinated for one reason or another. Yes, they are a separate issue, and yes, they can be looked at and reviewed by their, with the help of the consultants they're looking after them when they're born, and from then on to see what would be the best time to give these children their vaccines. But I think from now on, from 2019, every child should be vaccinated because. When my children were growing up, there was a lot of children at home. There was a lot of, you know, there wasn't the creches and the facilities that are there now. Every parent nearly seems to be putting one or two or three children into creches and schools. There's a lot more, you know. See, see, here's what I'm up against, right? I have a text in here. I asked the nurse for the leaflet inside the MMR box. I read it and decided not to vaccinate my twins as side effects were autism. Now, there is no leaflet, this person's making this up clearly, because there's no leaflet on a vaccine that said the side effects would be, auto, uh, would be autism. No, that's, that's and, and I think that's quite insulting to people with children with autism, by the way. Uh, she yeah. says, I can't remember the list now, but there was loads of things on the list. It was five years ago, but I researched and made an informed decision. Clearly, Texter, you didn't make a very informed decision because you're making that up. There is absolutely no leaflet on any vaccine that says the side effect is autism. So but now, in, in 30 years ago, when we were going, even 40, 50 years ago, when I was going to school, autism was there, it was present, was known, it wasn't known about. Well, they, well here's the facts. Wasn't. There's as many children who are not vaccinated have autism as children who are vaccinated. So how yeah. are they getting it? They're born with it. To suggest that you catch autism or in some way that, you know, you get it from some other outside source is bizarre. Like all that was, that all that information was uh, researched. That was all researched. Of course it was. Uh, you know, the, the, the link between, oh, yes, it was a fear, like everything comes in for us. Oh, my God, that causes, you know, like eating apples with pesticide causes this, that, or do. There was so much stuff is out there every day. Mm-hmm. And yet, we have to, we have to wade through it ourselves. We are responsible adults. We are responsible to read the best. We're, we're bringing these children, our children into the world. We want the best for them. And if it, we have to read the good with the bad, you can't just read all the negative stuff because you'd never get out of the bed in the morning. You know, <laughs> absolutely not. I mean, if you were to, if you were, as Mary rightly pointed out, I think it was Mary mentioned the paracetamol. If you were to read the side effects actually on a paracetamol, you probably wouldn't take it. I think ultimately it says can no. cause death. <laughs> you know, yeah. so you probably wouldn't. <laughs> but take everything it. can call. Everything has a fatal outcome if you read everything. Well, I think I think the reason they do that. I mean, most of these pharmaceutical companies will put these side effects. If one person calls a pharmaceutical company and says, "Listen, you know, I I took paracetamol yesterday, my leg fell off," you know, they will probably put on. <laughs> A uh, possibility of leg falling off Absolutely, just to cover yeah, yeah. themselves yeah. legally. It's purely just a legal standpoint, just so that you know someone so can come along and say, like, "Hey, I, you know, I, I took it, I leg fell off." <laughs> Sorry, yeah. Mary, what are you trying to say, Mary? I was going to say that's like we'll say when your child, whether it's a baby or up to three, four, five, if it gets sick and you bring it to the doctor and they say it needs antibiotics, are you going to say, "I'm not giving that to my child"? Yeah, no. You would. read all that and go, oh, "I can't do that; it could kill it." I'm like, not giving it to the child is probably going to kill the child. Absolutely. But I I just find it shocking that somebody would text us in and say they read on the MMR box leaflet that it caused autism. They didn't, like, there's no leaflet that says that. Because these are the people that stir the pot but forget to lick the spoon. Now, she will probably, or he, whether it's a he or she, I don't know, uh, that was very presumptuous of me to assume it was a she. He or she, um, I always, you kind of always think of a woman bringing her children for vaccines. But anyway, sorry, uh, that was really stereotypical and wrong of me. But anyway, that person will go off and tell 20, 30 people that story that I read on the leaflet, it causes autism. And they will believe them. 
You know, antenatal care and all the carers that we have out there at the moment, shouldn't we not be now educating people who are bringing children, who are going to have a child, to tell them about all the aspects when they're in hospital now overnight and you're out? Maybe some people are poorly informed, I don't know, or they don't get the information when, you know, they don't pick up the information quickly. Like, there is some people out there who just have a baby, carry it home, and that's it. They don't actually look for much information until the nurse comes to see them. Should we not be more informed ourselves and make make a point of educating ourselves when we're having children today? Like, you have to bring your children now, you have to go back to work, you know, you do bring it to a crash. You want to provide the best for your child. You'd love to be at home to mind, but unfortunately that's not reality anymore. No. So you have to provide and protect your child as best you can. So when you're sending your newborn child eight months later or nine months later into a crash, should you not feel that you've done the best by providing all the immune protection you can or given the vaccines? Okay, well, listen, thank you very much, everyone, Mary and, and, and James and everyone involved. Thanks, Bernie.